Welcome back to the Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I am Will. And you've heard this voice before. I hope. I hope, I hope you've been listening. I hope you've been listening. Um, yeah. So, part two of prayer. Can we call it that? Part two of prayer? I don't even know what it, <laughs> that's what the really outline come up says, with? but yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that we had a title uh, I, yet. I didn't even look at the outline to uh, come up with that myself. I guess yeah, maybe so, that's just what we'll call it. So last month we talked about prayer. We talked about what prayer is, why it's important, how to pray, um, and we just hopefully anyone who listened, I know myself and you have been encouraged to just work on our prayer life and our relationship with God. Um, in that way and I have been blessed in my in my pursuit to to do just that and I mean simply just recently I was gone um, on a vacation with the family and you know since, since I was a small child I have just been fascinated by the stars in the night sky and you know it's just uh, you stand you feel so small standing under the stars and how far away they are and you can learn all about them. And, you know, most, most of them, we will never even ever be close enough to, <laughs> to send a robot, any sort of thing to it. Um, and that's just one that's within our, our galaxy. And there are billions of other get like, <laughs> it, it is just so vast and, that's how big our God is. Our God created that. He is that big, that powerful, and yet he knows the hairs on our head. He is that intimate with us, loves us for whatever reason, <laughs> created us in his image, um, and loves us just that much, died for us, died for our sins, and we, through prayer, have access to that God and the power that he offers to us and it's so it's just when i think of that and i think of prayer and i think of my prayer life and how there's always ways to improve our prayer life and get closer to god and tap into that power it's just amazing that i don't <laughs> as as often as i should and and, and we take it for granted yeah and and it's uh it's like working out you know when you're doing it you, you feel great, and yet for some reason you still get off stride, and yeah. <laughs> you still have to recommit yourself. And it's it's just, it's just I, I don't understand that about human nature. Um, but it hopefully someday uh, mm -hmm. we'll have that answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as of right now, we're still uh, we got nothing for you there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so kind of in recap, um, you know, last uh, if if you haven't heard um last episode episode 27 does prayer work uh go back and give that a listen um pause this episode whatever you got to do but uh basically what we went over was uh we we talked about you know how there's this new um societal emotion of just fear and anxiety and um why that might be and just digging into prayer and how that affects it um and how, you know, it can be particularly hard for us guys and um, just how mental, uh, 
how mental it can be for us and how it really is like an exercise for uh, our mental well-being. And uh, just kind of got into a couple different prayer disciplines um, and why we should be praying and, um, you know, the purposes behind him. And then just a little brief overview of how to pray and some suggestions there and discussed the upcoming prayer meeting that we uh, will be starting um, that will actually just has been, it's been laid on his heart, which has been fantastic. And so we're excited to more bring on that, that at the end of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Um, so coming into part two, we just kind of want to bring up some, um, so you were some obstacles you were, you were on vacation. Yeah. Um, for me, as odd as it might sound, this just shows like the difference in, in <laughs> you and I, um, for me, I would say being on vacation would probably be uh, the distraction and, and cause a distraction from prayer, especially the vacation. Cause you had uh, like your, almost your entire in-law family. I right? think there was 15 altogether with kids. 15, so, 15 yeah. people in one house. <laughs> <laughs> so that's quite the vacation. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so for me, I would find, I would probably find that that, would be a distraction for me. And, um, but you, you said that you had, you, you felt otherwise, right? Yeah. I mean, I just starting out, I, <clears throat> anytime we've gone or rented a beach house, I make it a point to wake up early with my cup of coffee and watch the sunrise sitting on the beach. Nothing better. <clears throat> and of course, almost nobody else wakes up that early with me. Not on vacation. Not sure why, but I mean, it's just, it's something that I don't get to do very often at home because I'm getting up to go to work or if it's an off day, I'm getting up and the kids are usually up as well. And so there's other distractions. So when I leave the kids in the house with my wife and go out to the beach, <laughs> you know, the kids, the kids aren't even awake, but when I go out to the beach and there's nobody else around and I, I'm, I'm looking at the waves, hearing the waves and uh, watching the sunrise. Like I mentioned earlier, it just, it puts me in a place of humility before our God and allows me to just connect with him in prayer. And, and you know, in throughout that week, I also got little, you know, you know, little bits of time away from everybody while they're inside doing something or whatever to also spend in prayer and yeah, I, I I had a, a great uh, time in my prayer life just in the past ten days because of that. Um, I'm not sure why you wouldn't. <laughs> so again, like, uh, I, I maybe uh, you're sleeping in on vacation would, as much as stuff as like much that, as I like everyone else did. Right? Yeah, as much as I absolutely yeah. love. Uh, the sunrise. I hands down would <laughs> pick sunrise over sunset. I would most likely find myself sleeping in, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, especially if there was an itinerary that included uh, or that excluded a nap in the afternoon. Yeah. I probably would. And that's um, the thing. Like we we would go to bed late, and my alarm would go off, and I'm like, oh, I like I just got into a good sleep. I'm like, nope. It's sunrise time on the beach. <laughs> I'd get up, make my coffee, and of course it's a pour over coffee, so it takes like five minutes to make. Sure. Then I go out to the beach. Because, because you're a, a, um, a yuppie or whatever you want to call it. A coffee <laughs> connoisseur. connoisseur. Oh, okay. Sure. 
Yeah, we'll go with that. But, but yeah, so so from from the last month, and we're working on our prayer life, and for ourselves, you know, we've really been focused on prayer for like the past two or three months because the month leading up to it, this past month, and now we're gonna we're sure, continuing. Yeah. Um, we've also seen some hindrances in our lives, what some distractions that keep us from the prayer life we want and are called to have. And so we're not going to list these off and give you um, how we got over it or anything because I think it might look different for in each and every person. But we do want to go through a list of things because what we did talk about is that the first thing we have to do is uh, take inventory of our prayer life. Do we have a prayer life? What's it look like? What do we want it to look like? And knowing some of these hindrances and distractions might, oh, yeah, that's me. That's why. That Maybe that's why I don't have a very good prayer life. And we're hoping to give you something for sure that's going to help you work on it. So it's it's funny you mentioned that because uh, I actually had forgotten, uh, but I'm reading the book, uh, The Art of War. And one of the things that it brings up is that not only do you need to know your enemy, but you also need to know yourself. Yeah. And um, this is so true, even in spiritual warfare. I mean, it's it's easy to... Um, know how the devil works Mm -hmm. and how spiritual forces are just working against us in many ways. But sometimes it's harder to take that self inventory and just realize where our shortcomings are and therefore how we will get attacked. And I think a a lot of times we're just, um, I I guess for myself anyway, uh, too proud to admit my, my shortcomings. And so therefore I want to just like in any argument, you know, somebody points something out and then you, you get defensive and you want to argue back and, um, and come up with all kinds of reasons why it's not your fault or whatever it might be. But, um, so the, the, I guess, (laughs) I guess where I'm going with that is, is that, that self inventory is a critical key point. And for me, like I mentioned, I I think with a vacation that would have been a very big distraction for me, Mm -hmm. um, especially with sleep, but it's not just a, it's not just a vacation distraction. So even on like a regular work week, I will, I'll get up at the very last minute and then, you know, uh, come downstairs, pour a cup of coffee or, or make some coffee, let the dog out, whatever. And, um, we, we've started the last few weeks. The whole family has been before, uh, my wife takes the kids to school and goes to work. Um, we've been praying together and it's been really cool, but I've just noticed that by the time we're done, they, they leave it like quarter to eight. And so, I'll get up and let the dog out, do whatever I need to do and take my time getting started in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then we have this prayer and they go off to school and now I'm down to 15 minutes Uh before I need to start work. Right. So even getting in, you know, reading a couple chapters of the Bible or whatever it might be, that doesn't leave a whole lot of time. And so then I start working or, my my big thing is probably like uh, you call it ADD or whatever you know I'll I'll come down well I'm just gonna 
turn my computer on and turn my little heater on here in my basement so that it can get nice and cozy. And then I'll, I'll, you know, do my reading, do some prayer. (laughs) And I sit and turn my computer on and I notice an email and I click on it. And then the next thing I know it's nine o'clock. And, (laughs) and so for me, it's a lack of discipline. The, the reason my prayer life suffers is, is purely a lack of discipline because when I um, schedule that time and I actually get up and I actually uh, purposefully spend time with God, um, the connections are getting easier and easier and easier yeah. as I go along. So, yeah, some very, some very upfront reasons that seem pretty uh, obvious would be priorities. You're not making prayer a priority. You're not Correct. scheduling that time to make sure that you have time to pray. Correct. Um, and then there's other simple distractions. You know, you stayed up too late, so now you're tired. So it's easily to easy to to not pray, or while you're praying, your mind can start thinking about other things, and all of a sudden you're off on a rabbit trail, and now you're checking emails or, or doing whatever. You know. Sure. Um, any any other everyday problem, kids can wake up and okay now you have to go attend to the kids and your yeah. prayer life's over or the phone rings or there's thousands of reasons you know but if we need we at least need to be purposeful in setting time aside putting it on the calendar letting whoever you live with know or something like that that hey I need ten fifteen minutes uninterrupted time and then try to help each other out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and <clears throat> I, I hate to even draw this comparison just because nah. it's uh, whatever voodoo, whatever you want to call it, whatever. But, um, you know, even looking at your relationship with your spouse, you know, so many times it's suggested by marriage counselors to schedule sex, right? And why do we do that? It's so unromantic. Doesn't mean it's the only sex you need to have. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> she schedules sex, and <laughs> I don't need a schedule. <laughs> but, um, but no, in all, you know, in all seriousness, to keep that um, relational bond there, yeah. especially when you have young children at home, there are so many distractions that come up. You know, somebody woke up in the middle of the night and puked all over, and so you got to clean this. You know, and one thing after another, and if and if you don't prioritize it, have it on the calendar. This is going to happen no matter what. Right now, it, it slips away from you, and the next thing you know, um, you're. When was the last time? Yeah, and and one of you is resentful about it, and the sure. other one is is think, you know, it hasn't been that long, you know, because there's, there's always that dynamic, you know, yeah. uh, in the relationship, but yeah, prayer is no different. Prayer is no different. It's, that it's, it's that intimacy with God, our creator. And so it's not bad to have to schedule it. I, at least I don't think, I don't think you could look at that. And bad. scheduled prayer is not the only prayer you have to have. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one simple thing, maybe this is what's keeping you is simply making time, putting on the calendar, setting specific amount of time off to the side for you to pray. Sure. Um, some other things that maybe, you know, can go along with that is maybe you're just simply lazy. <laughs> you know, maybe it's not distractions, but maybe it's just laziness. And, and I'm, <laughs> I, I got to admit, I'm 100% guilty on that. Like, yeah, <laughs> I am. That is one of my, 
Uh, and I, th- I think one of my yeah. burdens that I bear, one of the crosses I bear, if you will, is just fighting this mm-hmm. lazy spirit that just wants to lounge around and, and sleep. And that's the thing. And maybe that's you. And maybe that's something that you need to realize, oh, that is me. Yep. Now that's going to help you create tools and goals of how to combat that to gain e- a better Exactly. And that's where that, that's where that yeah. honest evaluation comes right. in. Um, some other things that maybe you wouldn't think about that actually hinder us from having a potent prayer life is disbelief. Maybe it's simply we've prayed things and we haven't seen God work or we just maybe we don't believe God's going to answer prayer. Well, if you don't believe God's listening to your prayers maybe or hearing your prayers or going to answer them, that's certainly going to affect you coming to him in prayer. You know, so, For sure. so disbelief in prayer and and what it does and how it works and uh, how God uses prayer can definitely keep us from from a good prayer life. So if that's you, take note, you know, and, and maybe talk to us, talk to somebody else. Um, we can give you some scriptures about promises that God uses prayer and stuff. I mean, listen to the last podcast. I think we mentioned some of it there as well. Yeah. And honestly, you know, we can, we can draw, draw another correlation there just with children or even maybe us in our own lives. How many times have you asked, um, your boss a question about maybe a raise or um, extra hours or something like that. And, and you just get that. uh, Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll see whatever. Or how many times have guilty over here? uh, How many times have I done that with my kids? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see, you know, and it's not a real answer. So then I guarantee you, my kids have lost faith in even asking me for things because I don't even take time to give them a, a real answer. But when they come to me with clear persistence, I I often You're gonna listen at least. Take that time. <laughs> I, I'm I'm more deliberate in my answer, right? Sure. And it's no different with, with the father. I'm not saying that he's lazy and like me. <laughs> right. And and just tired and busy doing something else. That's not it at all. But when we show him our, our father, that we are being deliberate in our requests. Yeah, it shows our, our um, desires, what we want. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't Certainly. know. I, guess, I, mean, yeah. so, so, I mean, I've heard it said many times by many different people that God answers prayers in three ways. Yes, no, and not yet. <laughs> you know, and, and I think it, Thinking on it, you know, it's it's probably true. For you sure, know? yeah. God either says, "Yep, I'm gonna uh, grant you that," or "I'm gonna do it in this way," or for whatever reason, it's no, you can't have that. I'm not gonna do that, uh, and here's something different or whatever. Yeah. yeah, or not yet. And then it's the not yet that we get confused on and go, "Okay, God's not answering it. Maybe I don't have a clear answer. Shh. Do I keep asking?" Right, you know. Right. Well, if you haven't had a yes or no, keep asking. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. But but I mean that goes also into what are you asking? Oh, absolutely. For, yeah. You know? yeah um, that has a lot to do with it. You've mentioned the the selfish prayers. You know, if your only prayer life is asking to hit that, you know, Powerball. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, selfish, prideful reasons. I'm I'm sure that God has better things. For you to learn, and and that's something that's something that I've really come through, 
um, come to understand through this whole process is that when God has a no for me, there's usually a lesson in it, right? Something that I, you know, I would love to inherit $10 million and just invest it all and retire and do what I want. But I already suffer from <laughs> laziness. You know? So do sure. you think, w- would that help or hinder me? No. Do it I would, want to? <laughs> yeah. It would absolutely hinder me, right? And so, you know, this just like with my kids, there are things that I say no because of their selfish requests and I know it would be no good for them and I know they're they're not there yet. So um, just watch those selfish evil prayers. You know, and even in the not yet answers that God gives, there's something to be learned. Absolutely. Maybe it's the not yet until we learn to be content with where we're at where or we learn to give whatever situation we're in, whatever we're praying for over to God and, you know, humble ourselves that, hey, we are in God's world, in God's creation. We're here to glorify him. And once we start to realize that in our, our prayer life changes, not for our will, but for his will. Absolutely. And sometimes that's when God says yes. Absolutely. Instead of not yet. And so First John 5, 14 says, um, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And so, you know, talking about selfish, evil prayers or um, just disbelief, if we're praying God's will for his glory, um, typically it's that we don't get a no because of selfishness or anything. But... Selfishness can keep us from praying. Pride, certainly, because we don't want to give control over a part of our life to God. So why I'm not going to pray about it. I'm not going to give over to God. Right. And so maybe that's you. Maybe maybe it's pride in your life that's keeping you from a good prayer life, from keeping you from being in deeper relationship with God. Uh, another thing is, is simply guilt of unconfessed sins. You know... Um, I know that was for for me. Yeah, uh, that was <clears throat> that was a huge barrier in my prayer life for quite a while. Just uh, needing to confess uh, some a particular uh, addictive sin in my life mm-hmm. that um, we'll we'll probably discuss later <laughs> on another podcast. But uh, you know, just that barrier alone was huge when yeah. it came to just my communication, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when you, when you owe somebody money, right. You know, (laughs) how much do you avoid that person? Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, I mean, so when you think about what prayer is communicating with our creator, and when you think about what constant prayer, what constant communication with our creator does is it draws us closer to him if you're being drawn closer to a holy God and there is unconfessed sin or guilt or condemnation over a part of your life that maybe you're not giving over to him, it's certainly not going to, you're certainly not going to want to go before this God and get closer to him to be reminded of how sinful you are. Right. And so unconfessed sin is probably a huge not probably. It is a huge. Well, you you, you have a you have a reference in Isaiah about that, right? Well, read it then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to let you. That's read it. That's okay. But, you can read it. Uh, so 
Isaiah 59, 2 says, But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. And, I mean, and, and just how true is that, you know? Um, <laughs> just, just, like, just like when your kids are quiet and they're not around yeah. and you're like, um, uh, they're doing something they're not supposed to. Uh, it's kind of the same for us. If we, we're not talking to God. Yeah, we're, we're, we're probably <laughs> off in the corner doing something we're not supposed to. Um, yeah. Very, very similar. Um, but, but I do like what you said as far as, you know, we are here in God's universe mm-hmm. for him to continually praise him. And um, I, I was able to experience that. And, and it's, it's amazing how trials can just bring us to a point that God wants us to be at. Um, yeah. And gives us that opportunity to just connect with him. Earlier this week, I was just struggling with a few things and um, I just work related things. And it just kind of hit me Monday morning. I was like, you know, um, it's my responsibility to praise God and I will praise him in the storms or in, you know, times of plenty. (laughs) And so I did that. I, I spent even, I think it was only five, 10 minutes, maybe just on my knees, worshiping God and just letting him know that to me, he is still almighty all holy yeah. and worthy of all praise. And it just ignites something inside you. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Our, our God is a God of the mountains and the valleys. Yeah. And certainly in places of fear and anxiety and troubles, when we go to God in praise, when, when we're praising God for the things he's doing in our lives, regardless of the circumstance we're in, when you're praising God and worshiping God, there's no room in our hearts or our minds for fear or anxiety. And, and so I found this to be true when Chelsea went into cardiac arrest. And as she's in the hospital, still you know unconscious, I'm just praising God. Hey, she's here. And, and a right. bunch of other things, and God's answering prayers yeah. in different ways, very yeah. specific ways and miraculously and uh when i'm praising god there's no there's no room in for fear and anxiety is she gonna make it blah blah blah. um but just giving it to god and you know this is your will do do what you want with it and so yeah even in the hard times god is working in us and even more so i think we learn more when we're oh at rock bottom for sure (laughs) um I just finished the book, The Bruised Read by Richard Sibbs. Um, it's like a really, really, really old Puritan author, like okay, a few centuries ago. Okay, um, but the whole the whole book, The Bruised Read, is about how God sometimes uses sufferings and trials in our lives to make us stronger, and He sure. works through those and sure. everything. And so, one of the things that He mentioned, though, um, especially for I'll mention two things real quick. This isn't even an outline. Um, one thing he mentioned in the book was that thoughts are seeds of action. 
So we're like, we need to we need to take our yep. thoughts captive because sure. our thoughts can become action. So if you're thinking wrong things, bad things, letting your mind mind wander, blah blah blah, it can turn into something you don't want it to. Sure. And vice versa, when you put your thoughts into good things and of God and everything like that, that is how your actions in life are going to go. Sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> the other thing he mentioned, though, was because we were just talking about unconfessed sin in our lives, and as as we grow closer to God, and what I found to be true in many others is that when we grow closer to God, we realize just the gravity and the weight of our sin. And we start to see sin in our life that maybe 10 years ago we wouldn't have thought was a sin. But as we're getting more holy ourselves, um, we realize, oh, yeah, that maybe that is a sin. And not in a legalistic way or anything like that. Sure. Um, and it, it's not that that sin is now new because we're getting closer to God. Sure. It's, it's not yep. that we are more sinful. And so the analogy he gave was that, you know, sin is, sin is always in the in our it's always there and dust is always in a room but it's when that light hits and it's coming through the window all of a sudden we see the all the dust yeah you know yeah and now it, you would walk around there before but now that the sun's coming through and you see all that dust you're like like you stay away from it right Ew, yeah let me duck under that <laughs> it, it's the same thing as god For comes sure. into our lives and he shines a light on all that sin we then attend to avoid that so as god as there's more light pouring into our lives and we see more sin we tend to avoid more of it yeah, but we have to confess that sin, not just try to avoid it, but confess it and come to God because it's that coming to God in prayer and confession that is going to bring more light. It's going to open the curtains a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, right? Absolutely. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of hindrances in our prayer life and everything, and I think another one is just fear. Fear of... Absolutely. <laughs> if I pray this, what could it look like? If I give this over to God... What is he going to do? Because we like control. We don't like giving up control to anybody. And so if we're not in control, there's fear. There's also fear involved in praying when it comes to praying in groups or praying with your spouse or somebody else, you know. Because prayer, as we talked in this la- in the last podcast, I think, is it's very intimate. Um you, you had mentioned praying with Jess and stuff like yeah, that yep. and and it, it does, it draws you closer together. And so, fear, well, and, fear and again, that's a why big I, hindrance. That's why I, I just started praying with the family before they leave for school, you know, um, for, for two reasons. One, because I do feel like it's, it's one of the purest moments we have together, um, throughout the day as, as a complete family. And two, in those times of prayer, Rarely, um, at least when I lead, rarely do I ask anything of God. Those times in prayer with my family are spent recognizing God's holiness, honoring him and thanking him for his blessings in our lives. And um, again, that's just because, one, I, I don't want the kids to feel like God is some genie in a bottle because he's absolutely not, you know? Right. Um, and, and I think that's a big fear that many people have is that, well, what if, what if God doesn't answer my prayer? Right. right. But here's the thing. And um, I was so blessed to have this young man in my life uh, for a, a football season as his coach. And 
probably one of the most gifted players on the team. Um, first time playing tackle football. And we he, he was doing fantastic. And we went to have our first scrimmage. And he, he instantly got a stomach ache and had to go sit out and then was crying. We tried to put him in there. And it was tears, 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 tears. And we knew, and I talked to his dad, and we knew that it was just, it was just a fear thing, yeah. right? And um, I basically, we kind of more harshly, I guess, <laughs> but it essentially was just telling him, hey, listen, action conquers fear. So we need to do this, yeah. right? So we knew, we knew he had the skill. We knew everything was, everything was in place. And we just said, you're going to run this ball until you stop crying. <laughs> and I know that sounds terrible, but at the end Thanks, of that, coach. <laughs> at the end of that practice or scrimmage, he, he came up to me and said, man, coach, you were right. Action does conquer fear. He's like, I don't even know why I was scared. That was awesome. Yeah. He's got you know? confidence yeah. now that he can yeah. do it. And it's, it's just like that in our prayer life. Like why were we so scared to get a no from God? Right. He, he he's our he's our father. He has the best interest at heart for us, you know. And I think that that was probably one of my biggest uh, barriers, uh, you know, when I had that uh, that sin barrier uh, yeah. of addiction. And yeah, um, yeah. So maybe one of these things that we mentioned is the reason you're not in a very good prayer life or as good of a prayer life that you could be. So take note of it. Um, Try to figure out how you can get around it, what you need to do to get rid of that distraction or that hindrance, um, and really work on your prayer life. Yeah, and and please work on that prayer life with us if you're in this area. Um, we will be starting uh, our weekly prayer meeting. It's going to be an early one. Uh, mm-hmm. six thirty in the morning. I know that's the same time we have our uh, breakfasts, and we've been told that that's a little bit too early. But uh, actually, the, our survey showed actually <laughs> that, that is true. That, we did hold a that survey. People preferred to have it at six thirty. We did hold a survey, and but that was a survey for those who attended. <laughs> that was true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, but, yeah. So there's going to be um, officially a weekly prayer meeting on. Uh, every Tuesday, starting March sixteenth, at so so well yeah next next Tuesday next Tuesday, uh, March sixteenth six thirty in the morning, at Grace Community Church nine six three North M eighteen, um, and this is going to be every Tuesday for the foreseeable future six thirty in the morning. This is not men only, women, kids. You can bring anybody and everybody. Um, you, if you if you come, feel free to pray, feel free to listen to prayers, yep. to be silent. What God, whatever God is telling you or teaching you, um, it, it's more so like a maybe a, a, a short lesson or going through a verse together to kind of um, get our hearts in the right place and maybe focus our minds. But any prayer topics, fair game. It's it's kind of like a popcorn prayer. Yeah. Uh, so if you feel led to pray, pray something in ten minutes. If you felt if you want to pray again or pray something different, by sure. all means, sure. Um, it'll probably last like six thirty to maybe seven, seven ten, something like that. 
Yeah. And you know, if the Holy Spirit leads, um, and, and it lasts longer than it does, if not, and the, if you, you, know, you, 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 you got to leave and go to work Absolutely. or something like that, that's fine too. Sure. So, uh, but yeah. we definitely appreciate you joining us for this. And, uh, if you do like what you're listening to, if you like what you hear, if you like what we have to offer, please, please, uh, share this with some friends. That's it for this episode of The Gathering Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you found value in today's episode, please hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We'd also appreciate a good review. But more importantly, if you're in the Gladwin, Michigan area, please join us for The Gathering Breakfast, held the second Saturday of each month at the 963 building on North M18, where we'll have plenty of bacon, and we'll touch on this episode briefly with some more outlook from men like yourself.